When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Benjamin Hall, and I'm Searching for Heroes. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. And I'm pleased you can be with us today, and that's because we're going to do something slightly different today. Uh, We're not going to have a guest. Um, Instead, I'm going to talk a little bit, both about my experiences from this podcast, but also what I'm doing at the moment. I'm in Israel right now. And I spent the last few days talking to people who were involved in October 7th, uh, the survivors, people who have family members being held hostage inside Gaza, people who you know, lost those closest to them, whose lives have been turned upside down in just a matter of hours. And it is remarkable, first of all, to hear the resilience from some of them, but also from my perspective to, to, for the first time, be back up close with the effects of war. And uh, of course, it makes me feel quite a lot about what happened to me in Ukraine and the attack. So it's been a, a fascinating trip. And you will be able to hear some of the interviews uh, with these guests um, in future episodes. So, so do keep listening. But I think one question many people keep asking me is, why do I come back to places, first of all, like Israel? And I was in Ukraine a few months ago. Having been injured in war, why should I put myself back in in danger like this? My, my wife asked me as well. But the fact is, I think that it's such an important part, both of recovery, but also it's essential in showing that journalism won't be stopped. And, you know, I was attacked by Russian artillery in 2022, and as you all know, I was badly injured. But I refuse to let the Russians tell me that journalism won't continue or they can attack journalists and we won't continue reporting the news. And so I think it's very important for myself to come out here and keep doing the work, keep bringing the stories back to people um, in the US and around the world who want to listen to them. And I think more than ever, it's important that journalism educates people so that they know what's happening around the world. I remember when I was going into Ukraine a few months ago and I I had an interview arranged with President Zelensky and I was going in on the same train that I came out on. It was uh, one of President Zelensky's trains. And when I came out on that train in March 22, I was barely alive. Uh, I mean, I was so badly injured. I was in and out of consciousness, one leg gone, my foot was gone, my eye damaged, burns. And I, I remember going through this 10 hour train ride in the pitch black, looking out the windows and just found out that Pierre had died. And it was one of these life-changing moments where you knew that life was going to be different. You were terribly injured, but you had to figure out a way through. And all I could keep thinking of was stay together, stay together, get home, stay alive, and you'll get back to your family. Well, a few months ago, when I went back into Ukraine, I took that same train back in overnight, same amount of time. And I lay there in that cabin and I wanted to go back to that same place. I wanted to remember what I was feeling at the very bottom, at the, the lowest point when I was so injured. And I know it, it sounds strange, but I think that 
I quite often want to go back to that place because it reminds me how lucky I am. It reminds me how we've come out the other side. And it reminds me that no matter what you're going through, if you can focus on it, you can find a way out the other side. And so I lay there and I thought about it. I remembered every single moment of it, every bit of the attack. And when I got into Kiev the next day and the sun was coming up and I stepped off that train, I felt this incredible moment where I, a victory, you know, I knew that I'd come out the other side and I knew that no matter what was thrown at us, we could succeed. And so that's one of the reasons I do these trips as well. I need to, to be convinced that we can get through anything. And that is the same sentiment that I have found in all of our guests and all the people that I'm speaking to here in Israel. They know they've gone through something really difficult, really hard, but they all found ways to get through it. They all kept looking forward. Hard work, many of them said, have a real goal in mind, never stop, understand there will be ups as well as downs, but that all of those come together and lead somewhere. And I think that's something all my guests have done. They haven't tried to hide from the bad things that have happened to them or the, the injuries. They have embraced them and moved on forward. And so I think that's really important. I've also learned that in the last few months because I've been to speak to people in hospitals. I was actually back at the Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio where I was treated and I was speaking to other new amputees. And they were at that very early stage where you have just been injured and you are still trying to figure out what comes next. And in fact, some of the people I speak to here in Israel feel the same. These attacks, these disasters have just happened. And I think I was suddenly aware that that's part of a journey, that immediately after you have to gather yourself before you can start rebuilding. You have to realize what has happened and you have to start on the process to recovery. Many of the people, by the way, in Israel, they have not been able to start recovering because their family members are are being held inside Gaza. They're inside tunnels right now. And um, for them, they say they cannot start recovery. They can't start looking ahead until those hostages are released. And then they can start talking about rebuilding what is everything that was torn from them. But the people that I met in hospital as well said the same. They said they were just figuring out that people would look at them differently, that they couldn't do things they could do before, but that if they kept moving forward, they knew that there was hope on the other side. And I, it meant a lot to me that I got to go there as well and talk to them in person, because I think that's part of the community we talk about in this podcast a lot. When I was badly injured, people were coming to me who had similar injuries to tell me that it was going to be okay, to tell me there was a way forward, and it helped me a lot at the time. And now I, I feel a duty to tell other people who are going through it that it will be fine, that you can get through it and everything will be good on the other side. So I do think that when you know important and great things have happened to yourself, you must try and pass those on to others. Whatever you learn, you must try and pass on onto others. So I like to think that all of these things that I have been hearing in the podcast, the things that I'm actually now able to do more in my life. And I never used to think that you could talk a lot about things. You could be open. I grew up in a perhaps more of an environment where you kept things to yourself, but goodness, have I learned that talking about them, sharing them with other people, uh, admitting when things are tough, they help you get so much stronger. And in a sense, this podcast has in a, a way been therapy for me. Sitting down, listening to other people's stories of resilience has given me more resilience. And I only wish that's a cycle that I can pass on to, to the listeners and to you guys as well. But it, it certainly has helped me as well. And I think one of the other topics that I've learned a lot and that I've seen in all these different places and all the, my guests and everyone who is going through something difficult is the idea of flexibility. 
Uh, all of them understand that you cannot have one set path in mind and get there, that there will always be ups and downs, left and right. And if you're able to be flexible, if you're able to realize when one path isn't working and then take another, that is the best form, uh, perhaps, of resilience. And that's what the professor, um, George Bonanno, spoke to us about uh, last week. You're listening to Searching for Heroes with Benjamin Hall. We'll be right back. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The other guests that I uh, that stand out for me as well, one was Levi, Levi Rogers. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He shared something with me that many of the others haven't, and that is the loss of colleagues on the job. He lost his team in Afghanistan. I lost mine in Ukraine. And I feel that you can, and many of the people here in Israel have lost family members as well. You know, there are some things about injury that takes something away from you, but you keep moving forward. And there's something about losing people in, in death that you can never get back. And that gives you a different look on life. And I think all of us share one thing, and that is we know that the people who didn't come back would want us to keep living the best, most fulfilled life and trying to help others in exchange. I think the one thing that I haven't yet figured out, and I'm not sure we ever will, is where exactly resilience comes from. And, and that's what I keep trying to find out in guests is, were they born with it or, or did they learn it? I asked all of my doctors when I was in hospital, who had resilience? Was it, um, could you tell something from a person's background? All my doctors said that it came from family and community. And, and I think that is a big part of it. I think that everyone we, I speak to has found that sense of community. And again, it's people helping each other to get through it. And here in Israel as well, many of the people who were attacked came from kibbutzes. And kibbutzes themselves are communities. They are like families. And I have seen them come together and gather together to get through these tough times. And so I do think an element of it is birth. I think some people may be born with a resilient gene, but I think most of it comes from community, comes from people around you. And so I think we all need to remember that. I think we all need to be very aware that you can pass that on to others. You know, it's not about having community around you. You have to be the community to others as well. So uh, I think that's important. And, and with that in mind, I have started also giving speeches to to a number of different groups. I, I speak to quite a lot of the military medicine. So I'll talk to the nurses and the doctors if they're having conferences. And um, and I've done a number of talks also for, for businesses and some for government. But I think if you can stand up and talk about community and if you can talk about how community helped you and encourage other people to, to help others, then I think that it's something we should all be doing. So I suppose what I've been doing since the injury, if you look at the, the podcasts, the, the travel that I'm doing, the stories I'm telling, the speeches I'm giving, the hospitals that I've been able to visit, they all seem to be partly about learning, but partly about giving back about sharing that with others. And I, I just hope that this podcast in some sense shares that with you. And I've heard from a number of people who have heard, listened to the podcast, and it's nice to hear some people saying that 
some of the stories of my guests have really helped them stand up and move forward. And I, I guess I just hope that's what it does. And I also sometimes think that some of the stories we tell are a pretty, you know, pretty bad injuries or paralysis or you know the worst people pick themselves up. But I do think that stories like that can help people who have small problems. So, you know, I know that when you've been injured the way I was injured, you have one survival instinct that is to keep moving but i think it's still true if you have had you know some problems say with your family or if you're not doing well at work or if you are you know not having a very a positive life even those those issues they can be dealt with i think in the same way and so i do hope that you guys listen to this podcast and you listen to some of my guests and you just think that what they used in the most extreme circumstances can also be used by you when you're having a difficult day. And as many of them have said, it is find a path, know why you're doing it, understand there are ups and understand there are downs. Try and find enjoyment in even the small little things. And don't worry if things are difficult. You can get through them all. If you keep your head down and you know where you're going, you know who you care about, and you can get through almost anything. So I hope you all bear that in mind. I hope you share that with me. I hope you keep listening to this podcast and we're going to bring you uh, a lot more guests once I'm back from Israel. Thank you very much. And I hope you all stay well. Have a wonderful day. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.